I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, the gang is back together, and we're very excited about the guest we have on. She emailed reaching out, letting us know that she was a fan of the podcast, and she had a spooky story <laughs> to tell from her childhood. It's Roxy. Roxy, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Hey, thanks for having me. No, what, what podcast is this? It's the Real Hauntings podcast with Kat, JJ, and Noah. Is that better? But yeah, Roxy, so how did you find out about Real Hauntings? You know, it was the pandemic and I was looking for something new. And I initially started with like comedy podcasts, like Mark Marin and all that. Mm -hmm. And then I was yeah. like, well, I love paranormal and I want to hear scary stories that are real. I found this one and I really loved it. I just so liked how real everybody was in it. The real hauntings. Yeah, we try to keep it real because we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love to know where you fall on the believometer, zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that meter? I want to be a 10, but I'm, I'm a six, like a six or seven. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. We have, we ran on a streak of tens and now I feel like we're running on a streak of like six or seven. So it's always good oh, to, to mix it up. Well, obviously you have the story you emailed in about, about your childhood, but you also mentioned that you had a couple other stories too. Do you want to kind of go through those before we get into your big story? 
Okay, so there's this one, I was like 10, and it was after I saw The Stir of Echoes. For some reason, that movie, like, just, it still freaks me out. Um, Stir of Echoes, yeah. It has Kevin Bacon in it, and, like, ultimately, they find a girl buried in a wall. And, like, later that day or that night, I saw, like, like an apparition of something, a little girl with, like, a nightgown and, like, long brown hair, and, like, I could not see her head. But I just saw like the hair going down and just like a purple nightgown with no feet. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's the house that I currently live in right now. <laughs> so like I have to keep my door closed to the hallway because it freaks me out still. Yeah. And when you see apparitions, do you typically just see them one time or do they come back to you? How does that work for you? That one I only saw once. Um, but in the same house in that room, I saw, I thought it was my mom coming up to me. And I got up out of bed. I'm like, what are you, why aren't you answering me? Like what's going on? And I walked right through it. So they typically look like full form people. Yeah. Well, like it's always in the dark. So it's like a torso of someone and it looks, it looked like, cause she wears like baggy clothes. Um, So it looked like a baggy t-shirt she had on. And I was like, oh, it's mom. And then I get up and I walk right through it. Oh my goodness. That makes me believe it. Anytime I hear a story like that, because as humans, we like recognize patterns so easily and our bodies just react to things that we have experienced over and over. Just like something as simple as, you know, someone walking by you at the airport or walking by you, you know, your mom coming up to you like she normally would to do whatever. Yeah. I mean, the fact that your body just reacts before you even consciously knowing like what's there, who's there makes a lot of sense to me, Um, but also terrifying. (laughs) Cause I was so little, I don't know if it was like a dream or not, mm-hmm. but I remember like screaming and my mom coming out of her room and saying, what's wrong. I'm like, uh, nothing. Like I, I didn't tell her really. I told oh, her about the girl that was outside of my, uh, outside of my room, but I literally thought that it was a dream, but I was standing in my room when she came in to see me. You think so. it was the same, the same thing both times? I honestly feel like they were different because yeah. the one looked like a little girl from like, I don't know, like from the fifties or something. Mm-hmm. That's like how the nightgown looked. Does your mom believe it all? Or is she a complete unbeliever? She, be- she has to believe in some way that something's going on, but she, she will rationalize it like crazy because she doesn't want to acknowledge it. Has there been any trauma in that home that you're aware of? No. Cause like my grandparents own this house. Um, and that's why my mom rented it when I was younger. And that's why I rent it now, but no, cause like the person that built it, built it in the fifties. Hmm. And as far as I know, no little girls died here. Well, that's good. Yeah. Something about being a kid and, and seeing those ghosts. And I mean, I had that experience where I put my hand through a ghost and it is really unnerving to go from, oh, this is a real person that I know to what the fuck just happened. Like me, I'm sure you feel this way too. It really sticks with you like through the rest of your life. Oh yeah, it's pretty vivid, but I still keep thinking maybe it was a dream. I think I just wanted to be because I still live here. That's the sixth part of your believometer. It's like, uh, I don't know if I'm quite ready for all of this to be real. Yeah, like I want it to be, but then I don't want it to be. It's just, yeah. For sure. No, I totally get that. I had a weird thing happen today where I was coming home from work and they were doing this bit on the radio 
the Burt show for any of you that live in Atlanta. And I think that's simulcast too across the country, but basically it was like, what are things that your spouse or partners say that drives you crazy? And I literally in my head just went, uh, so my wife calls me dude. I hate that. And like, as the word dude went into my head, the person on the radio was a lady was like, it's when I call my husband, dude, like I said it in my head. And then she said it right after that. And I was just like, it's so creepy. Why does that kind of stuff happen? You know, well, did you have any other experiences uh, that you want to talk about before we get into your little friend as a kid? Just one more. I think I was like 16 or 17 and I got a Ouija board. Cause I was like, I've done this before. Cause you know, we, I did it when I was way younger, like with my friends at their parties. So I got one at Toys R Us. It was glow in the dark. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, and my friend and I were across the street. Cause my grandparents live across the street from me. We were over there playing on the Ouija board and we were like, and it was moving. I'm like, you're doing it. And she's like, no, you're doing it. You know? And then we were like, okay, can you prove that you're here? And a light burst behind the couch because there was like a standing lamp behind the couch and it just like went out second after we asked it and like I verify I'm like did that really happen she's like yeah she's like I tell people about it all the time we did a Ouija board and it was in one of our places where we know the lights super well and it happened right after we asked it a question it would have to be confirmation when have you ever seen these lamps flicker I saw JJ's eyes immediately roll into the back of his head when you said confirmation. I've seen them. Well, you have not. I have too. I've texted you before. And that is a, like all of the lights just went That out. is a lie. That it's is not even funny. That is a real thing. Well, you guys have an actual ghost in your house. So, I mean, that's probably the Allegedly. ghost communicating with you. Allegedly. Allegedly. We think it left with our last roommate or something. Yeah, she might have been attached to him. Before we get into your little friend, which I'm very curious about. I just want to know backstory. So this is your grandparents' house. You grew up in it. You're now renting it. So how many years have you lived in this house? Well, okay. So we lived in it briefly with my mom. Um, So like from probably eight to 12, I lived here. And then they rented out to other people. My uncle lived here for a brief time. And then then it was empty. And I was like, hey, I'll go with it. So has anyone else in your family like commented on strange, possibly paranormal things happening in it? Well, my friend who lived here with my uncle, they they were, she's technically my aunt or was my aunt, not anymore, but she was here and she would see weird stuff in the living room when she was by herself at night. She didn't specify on them because she didn't want to talk about them because she didn't want to like acknowledge it. But she was like, yeah, I see weird stuff. Change the subject. Oh, yeah. But like, and I don't have any weird vibes in here anymore. Have you seen anything in the house since living there as an adult? No, I've had feelings, like weird feelings, like uh-huh. I'm being watched in a way. Mm-hmm. And and then I worry that I'm just like paranoid and crazy. But yeah, I just get like weird feelings like that, but nothing bad. And like, I kind of like say it in my head, like, I don't want to see anything. Like my mind cannot deal with seeing anything. Yeah. Like, don't show yourself whatever you are. You can hang out. Just don't, I don't want to see you. Do you consider yourself somebody that is often intuitive? Kind of. I think of myself kind of as an empath, but mostly just because of what I do. I'm I'm a social worker and it's just like empathy and all that is just kind of part of it. Sure. And I just feel like that's just, I don't know, just kind of goes with it. What setting do you work in? Um, Child welfare. 
thank you for everything you do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's jump right into the story that you emailed us about. This was probably around when I was three. I guess like one day I came downstairs and was like, or maybe I was talking to someone. Either way, I came and told my mom and she was like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, it's this, this boy I met. He was in the corner of my bedroom at night, all broken and beaten up. <gasps> and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> you know, cause she was 20 at the time. So she's just like, okay. Um, and that's kind of how she left it. She's like, mm, let's just move on. But like, I kept talking about him and his name was Joshua. Like she would ask me about like, what does he look like? And I'm like, oh, he's like, he looks like he's older than me, but you know, younger than you. And um, then I said something about his daddy beat him up and that's why he's broken in the corner of the room. Oh my gosh. And just thinking about that now, I'm just like, (sighs) yeah. I can't imagine being a 20 year old and having to deal with that. I can't deal with that now. I would not be able to deal with that now. No, that's so scary. And so sad. When you told us his name, when you said Joshua, we heard a big noise. Was that in your, on your Yeah, it was my husband getting out of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it Joshua? (laughs) It was Joshua. Hey. Welcome back. Also that phrasing of broken is, is such a sad thing to hear a kid say about another kid whether they be ghost imaginary or indifferent I mean that's that's a really powerful way to make that statement that must have been horrifying for your mom yeah and like still she kept going okay (laughs) like she just wouldn't you know she wasn't gonna but I guess like because I told my grandpa about it the other day and he was like oh yeah I remember that your mom was freaked out oh wow and I was like, oh, I was like, you knew about this? She's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, no one told me about this until recently. So is this, do you have your own memories of this or is this something that? No, like- I have, I remember like little bits about living in the certain places that we lived in, but uh-huh. like, I was like no real vivid memories of anything. Right. But, but how like, like, general. welcoming and like kind were you as a child to be like, I met a friend and he's broken and he's super nice. And I don't know if you said he was nice. I thought you were going to ask her how welcoming and kind were you as a child and just stop there. I was like, wow, that's really forward. (laughs) No, like, well, I don't know. Sounds like, or just in general, these stories about children. I mean, there's no blind spots. They're just like, yes, that's my friend, you know, dead ghost boy. Like who cares? Yeah. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings. That's wildgrain.com slash hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Yeah, there's no prejudice for the child to, they're not worried about you believing in ghosts or religious overtones or any of that stuff. It's all from the adults. Which granted, you know, if your kid was telling you that be a little spooky. Yes, absolutely. Well, Roxy, have you, and and of course there's more to the story, but have you spoken to a medium or anyone to try to find out who this Joshua was or what was going on? No, I'd like to speak to a medium about that, but I'm like super stingy. (laughs) Like I don't like paying for things that I'm not sure are real. That's Mm -hmm. fair. I I mean, I want to, I want to believe that though. Cause I do, cause I, I have crystals and stuff like that. I'm somewhat witchy, I guess, in a way, but like, I don't know. I have a hard time paying for things that I can't rely on fully. Yeah. Let's jump (laughs) back into the ghost story. That's what we're all here for. So you let your mom know, Hey, I've got this ghost. The ghost is broken. It's, it's a, you know, somebody who's older than me, but younger than you. Did it stop there? Did you ever see it again? Yeah. This went on for like two, three years. So, you know, she just kind of played it off like no big deal or tried to, you know, even after that. Um, But then after, like, I think a few days after I first started talking about him, I would take or all the crosses and pictures would be off the wall when she'd wake up in the morning. Like, but like not because someone was like, yeah, I took those off the wall, just like, and they were gone. Yeah, they were like, they were on the floor and she'd asked me about it because my stepfather was living with us at the time. And he was um, saying that I was doing it, but like I was three and I don't know how high up they were on the walls or not, you know, and I don't know how I would have done it, but they were all off the walls. And my mom asked me about it. And I was like, yeah, Joshua said that it's bad to hang crosses on the wall. (gasps) Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) I mean, I don't have a a super strong affiliation with crosses or any religious uh, symbols, but that that would really creep me out if someone was like, yeah, my 
my friend who that I see at night in the corner of my room told me to take this down. My first, my first thought was, did Joshua, you know, not really have a relationship with crosses while he was alive, or did he learn in the spirit world that crosses were bad? I would love to know. It'd be a good thing to ask a medium, have him chat with Josh. Yeah. yeah. Did your mom ever, did you talk to her? Did she ever tell you if she considered bringing a priest in to do anything like holy water or anything? Because I have to imagine that even if you wanted to pretend like that didn't happen or you tried to rationalize out, that's a pretty strong gesture for a, a kid to make. And I know as a parent of a young child myself, that would really freak me out. And I might start looking for alternative methods to try to cure the situation. Do you know if she did anything? I think she may have saved the house or something. I like we were, she was raised Catholic. So, but like she wasn't really practicing at the time. So I don't know if maybe my grandparents suggested it or not, but I don't know of anyone coming in and doing that. But I know she was into sage and stuff like that. And when you see a cross now, do you tend to turn it upside down or take it off the wall? <laughs> Always. <laughs> no. Well, that's certainly <laughs> spooky. That's. So I guess that continued to happen. Um, she'd wake up and the crosses and pictures would be on the floor. And this went on for a really long time. Um, and after a while, my uh, stepdad was in the army. Um, so, and he was deployed to the Gulf War. Um, and my mom had moved at that point. And we were, now it could have been like, the morning or afternoon, it doesn't matter. I was sitting at the kitchen table eating and I just kept giggling and looking under the table and talking to Josh. And Ron was like, what are you doing? And she asked Joshua what he was doing. And I was like, he's tickling my toes under the table. And she's like, okay, we'll knock it off. Cause we gotta go. Cause we were going somewhere. And then it stopped. And she's like, so what's he doing now? And I'm like, oh, he's getting a drink of water. And the sink, the faucet turns on full blast. <gasps> No way. That is crazy. Okay, JJ, that would have to make you a believer if you saw that. Yeah, that I I don't know how to that would be explained away. And no, this that's and she ran out of the apartment. <laughs> you me at the table. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she said it was only for a few seconds. And I think her girlfriend Renee was with her. Um, and they were just like, they both ran out of the house and they either like, okay, no, she's in the house. So they went back in. And I'm just sitting there eating, like not phased. I'm just like, eh, whatever. The water's still running. Because yeah, that's um, your friend Josh. So there were two. Yeah, like, I don't care. So there were two full-grown adults that witnessed this. That ran, yes, that ran out of the apartment. Oh, oh my and god! Have you talked to your mom recently about this? Yes. And she still recounts it the same way. Yes. Oh. Now this isn't the place where you live now that that happened, right? No, no, okay. nothing like that ever happens, or at least not with Josh. Gosh, Amadi. And so when you talk to your mom about this, did she say that she felt safe with this stuff happening? I mean, what was her emotional palette during all of this? To ignore it and pretend like it wasn't <laughs> happening. Wow. Like she had no other alternative. Um, and like, she just was like, oh, well, it got explained away because the landlord came in and fixed it. And it was just a uh, missing, whatever, the rubber thing, whatever that is, that's on the faucet. She was like, it was just missing something. I'd have done that before. No. And this would have been in the 90s, you said, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was during 
you know, there was a boom of movies like craft and, you know, a lot of those kind of things were in vogue. I wonder if that also kind of freaked your mom out living in like the Blair Witch Project while all this stuff was going on. I'm I'm sure it helped. Like we all, we watched scary movies together my whole life. So. Okay. And then things got to the point where your mom had to tell him to stop. Right. Yeah. Um, so she heard me yelling at him when she was downstairs. I was, I went upstairs for some reason and I was yelling at him and saying, stop it. You have to stop doing that. And she came in and she's like, well, what's he doing? And I'm like, he's jumping on the bed and he's not supposed to do that. We're not allowed to do that. And the, the bed broke, like the, the, the wood underneath broke on the bed. In that moment, like right then? In that moment, in the doorway, when we were looking in the bedroom, like I wasn't on the bed. No one was on the bed. I mean, I'm sure I was jumping on the bed with him at one point, but like it was, I was not anywhere near the bed at the time. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm like speechless. I don't know how I would react. I would be so scared. I had that same thing happen, but it was a little different when I went back to my parents' house and I was like a sophomore in college my girlfriend and I went back and I got so excited that I ran and jumped on the bed and then the wooden plank broke underneath but that was kind of I wish I could blame that on a ghost but that was <laughs> it's it's not exactly the same thing definitely <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's close is it <laughs> there's like a little a little middle part of a Venn diagram but it's where that overlap exactly the same look I didn't have a lot of action in high school so i was excited to christen the house and bring my girlfriend this is a ghost podcast not about (laughs) of your past ghosts i ended up having to stack all my old yearbooks underneath the bed to try to take the place of the wooden plank and i think they're still underneath that bed with a broken wooden plank super cool okay so (laughs) you're at that point the bed is broken not talking to noah talking to Um, this is when your mom like tells him to leave or I I haven't read the email so I'm super intrigued yeah at that point she was like she'd had enough like when that happened she's like he has to leave like he has to go and like she spoke to the air and she's like you have to leave now I'm done you have to go (laughs) later that day she was taking a bath and you know I just walked in because you know and I'm like um mom Joshua was really sad he wants to stay with us and she's like well he can only stay if he promises to behave and all of this stops and it all stopped like nothing ever happened again wow who knew all you had to do was just ask him to stop and then he was like i'm sad (laughs) peace out i wonder if you kept seeing him he just never did anything like while your mom was around i guess i never talked about him again I, I don't remember, but she said she thinks that he's still with her. Like she f- has that feeling like he's still with her. Wow. Mm. Oh, man. What does your husband think about all this? Oh, he doesn't. He's like, eh. <laughs> I mean, he's had like sleep paralysis things happen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that freaks him out. And like he's experienced weird things, but like he's kind of like my mom, he just won't acknowledge it as. Does he see things in sleep paralysis? He did once, like when we first started dating, um, he had told me when he was in his other apartment that like, he was like sitting like this and like change was falling off of his bedside table because for some reason he had change on it. 
And then he saw like a shadow thing in the doorway. But like ever since then, I haven't heard him talk about anything like that. So is he super stoked for you to come on a ghost podcast and like thousands of people to hear your story? Kind of. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's yeah cool. he really is. He's happy for me because I was really excited. Well, we're excited that you shared that story. That's one of the more creepy kid stories we've heard. I mean, in a way, like at first it was kind of like, oh, that's sweet. But but <laughs> I think the fact that your mom witnessed so many things that were evidentiary, like physical evidence take place that a ghost or something paranormal was happening makes it really, really spooky. It's so much easier for me to write it off if you just tell the story and you guys never witnessed anything happen, but that's pretty horrifying. So I just, I think it's so interesting, Roxy, that you work in child welfare and you saw this this ghost as like a beaten child. Whoa. You, you don't have like a conscious memory of it, but did it, when you've, heard this story that apparently happened to you did it like cross your mind that like this experience had kind of subconsciously like imprinted itself on you leading you into like that kind of direction for your career I mean maybe because when when Kat was talking about it and saying oh well you know you just accepted him at that point I was like god this is like full circle kind of thing like yeah I don't know it's that's really a, weird. That's a really good point, JJ. Yeah. I'm nice to you, but wow. No, seriously. <laughs> like, who knows if if Joshua made such an impact on you, even subconsciously or before, or you know, even if you've lost memory of him. And that's what you do now. That's amazing. And on that same point, in in your travels through your job, have you ever had another kid tell you that they're seeing ghosts or anything of that same nature? God, no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's i'm just like yeah i'm gonna be thinking about that story yeah. for a while that's pretty cool you know my mom did tell me i had a ghost come to me when i was little that said i just needed more data analysis on uh workforce management <laughs> and, then, and that's what i do now <laughs> so. so with that i'm noah daniels i'm jj i'm kat i'm roxy Ooh. 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 Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.